So, uh, hey, everybody, welcome to the Three Guys and Their Opinions podcast. This is our first episode, uh, and we're the three guys. Uh, there's let's let's go around, everybody introduce ourselves. Uh, I'll go last. Uh, Justin, do you want to start? Hey, everybody, my name's Justin, I'm one of the three guys. All right, DJ. Hey, uh, hey, I'm DJ. Uh, I'm also one of the three guys. Hey, I'm Adam, and I'm just filling in. And then uh, I'm Tristan, your host, and one of the three guys. Uh, hopefully we'll get Dustin today. He should be in a little bit later. Uh, but today we have a topic that I'm really excited about, really passionate about, uh, and thought of it randomly the other day. Uh, video game sequels. So, you know, what what uh what was formative for a franchise, what kind of what was some big departures, kind of the history of sequels, uh what you like to see in sequels, what you don't like to see in sequels, some of your favorites, uh some some notable ones, you know. Just you know just what before about. before we get that going, uh I thought we'd do a quick tangent and talk about why we think Kokoro is the best girl in Princess Connect. Now, she's the starter and pretty vanilla, but I think she develops the biggest, you know, uh, plays the biggest role in the game with the main character. Well, let's see. Uh, let me let me double check. Well, you know, DJ, you have a, a point, but Momochi is always really hold, held a place in my part of my heart. And uh, yeah, you're entitled to your opinions, even if they're wrong. But yeah. <laughs> I just Googled <laughs> Princess Connect characters. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. She's I, you definitely. Know, I, see, I see your point on Kokoro. All right, got white hair. What else? What What's not to love about her? Uh, and, uh, I just wanted to make a joke. <laughs> She's a big part of the marketing. Uh, I know that. <laughs> um. Well, you know. Uh, I feel like if we're gonna start. We should start at the beginning. Um. I don't think sequels really mattered in games until i'm trying to make sure yeah yeah i have to go out and say this sequels didn't matter in games until super mario brothers 2 uh the american version it was a massive departure for the series in terms of gameplay graphical style uh you know just just uh, that developer everything. yeah yeah actually the same developer actually you know. was it okay. yeah same team that's why it, it initially started as a mario game you know, pre Doki Doki Panic. And so that's why, you know, it's it's a Mario game. You know, you can't you can't just you, there's no technicality there. Um, I, I, it is a weird game. It is. Uh, you know, that's all I want to say. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, so that's uh, the one where everyone's taller, right? Yes. And you uh, turnips. It's the turnip. Yeah, game. The turnips. Yeah. Well, and that I is my personal favorite Super Mario game. That's an interesting one. It, it is a weird one. Uh, for one, it's the only game in the series with that gameplay because, you know, everybody knows about Doki Doki Panic. But no. Um, OK, well, basically, the game was not a Mario game in Japan. It was Doki Doki Panic. And then they brought it over, called it Mario 2 and replaced all the sprites with Mario characters and released as Mario 2. And then they took that game and released it back into Japan as Super Mario Brothers USA. Uh, 
I was so. wondering, do you know the timeline on that? Like when it got released in Japan? Uh, I would have to. Mm, I don't know if that if it came out on the Famicom or if it did not come out until uh, Super Mario All-Stars on the Super Famicom. Um, mm-hmm. I would actually have to look that up. But I, I did want to just bring up Mario 2 because it for being like a weird spinoff kind of fake sequel, it ended up being massively influential to the franchise as a whole. Yeah, a lot uh, of us, a lot of the staples came from that, right? Yes. Uh, the defining characteristics of the the four playable characters came from that game with, uh, you know, Luigi being slippery. Uh, Peach could float. Toad was like fast. Uh, Mario was the all arounder. Um, the first appearance of Shy Guys, of bob of of um, what am I thinking of Birdo? And um, it also, yeah, like a lot of things, especially coming from like Super Smash Brothers, a lot of things in Super Smash Brothers came from Super Mario Brothers 2, like Peach's entire move set. She pulls turnips. That's her her big that's thing. Right. And that's from that. Uh, and there was another thing. I think it was one of there was something else. Turnips. There was another thing I was thinking about that also came from that game. But yeah, I just think it was interesting that this game kind of came out of nowhere, you know, for these Americans and, you know, ended up being a uh, hugely influential uh, game in the franchise. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. It really defined uh, those characteristics despite like gameplay wise nothing really ever being the same there's never been a sequel to that game uh that would be interesting like uh, a super mario brothers usa 2 mhm uh, uh i would like another one it would uh I, the thing is like uh super mario 3d world is basically like a sequel ish to uh super mario brothers 2 because it takes the same uh four playable characters you know and then, uh, yeah but it's, yeah it'd be cool to see the you know, I, I want to pull turnips again that's what i want <laughs> uh and and the super mario brothers 2 the japanese version the actual super mario mm-hmm. brothers 2 is that like i i know the whole reasoning goes yes. that it was too uh, it's hard a bad game. it's a bad game <laughs> it's just uh it's probably that might be a hot take because it's just like it was made for people who played Mario one to death. And it was supposed to be like a real challenge, you know, for people who had just beaten the game endlessly. Uh, mm. And, but like, it has like really questionable level design and uh, gameplay choices in it. So I, uh, you know, I, I can, I, when I replay the Mario games, I do not play it. I, I do not think it's very fun. That's fair. Uh, and off of that, though, uh, the another another really big sequel that I think really uh, like. That's right, Pikmin Two. Oh, sixteen <laughs> years right after right Super Mario Two, the next blockbuster that would change the industry as we do it. 
that's the thing. You know, Super Mario Brothers 2 was like, okay, like we can make sequels to games. But then Pikmin 2 came out and it was like, why don't we make sequels to every game? And so like Pikmin 2 really paved the way in that respect. And they were like, what if we made them way better than the first? And yeah. that, that's what kind of it kind of snowballed in today's into today's gaming industry where sequels are better than their predecessors. Or you don't get bad sequels. Exactly. I think it's nice. really interesting that, uh, you know, I, I haven't played Pikmin one, but I have played Pikmin two and reading about the differences between the two games. I just like, why? Why would anybody ever want to play Pikmin one? Uh, it's it was very simple. It was controversial this time because it was like. Only one, one, there's only one race in the game, you know, only the red Pikmin. And all the mechanics were still there, but the sequel just oh, changed everything, added all the different colored Pikmin, and it was just like, wow, it put the first game to shame. Was it really just the red Pikmin in the first one? Or, oh, I, I remember it's the red, blue, and uh, yellow. Oh, because well, I remember. Because Olimar was in Melee, right? Was he? No, no he was in Brawl. He was in wow. Brawl. Yeah, he was not Brawl. Weird, because I think of Pikmin was on GameCube, right? Yeah. And so, okay. Uh, but he, he had, that was before Pikmin 2, though, right? Was no. no that, was, that was far after. Wait, wait, Brawl? Yeah, Brawl. Yeah, Brawl was far after Pikmin 2. When was Pikmin two? I don't. I don't know the history of. Oh four. Guess yeah. Oh four. Okay. Yeah. Oh four. Yeah. Great yeah. year for sequels. <laughs> the day David of the sequel for oh four. That was Halo two, baby. Oh, oh was it? Wow. Halo two, man. Don't get me started on Halo two. Halo one was so one. Yeah, yeah. Just to find, uh, you know what it, what it meant to be a big budget, you know, sequel. Uh, for Xbox, you know, uh, I've never played it, but I've heard great things about You've it. You've never played Halo 2. Halo <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2 play as the Arbiter. Yeah, that was there was there was Halo 2. They took a really um, they took a really simple approach to Halo 2 versus Halo 1. They they took everything that was in the first game and they were like, let's get another one of those. Like we have one protagonist, uh, Master Chief, right? Now in Halo 2, we've got the Arbiter and Master Chief. Two protagonists, and not only that, but you can carry two guns. That was a huge deal when I was a kid. Uh, I remember that being like the coolest. Like <laughs> I remember seeing the cover of Halo 2 and a Master Chief carrying two guns and being like, is that why it's called Halo 2? <laughs> well, every kid playing Halo 1 was like... Why can't I pick up this other gun? And Bungie, Bungie at the time, they said, we're going to let you pick up that second gun. And <laughs> the crowds is just, just screaming like schoolgirls. And, uh, and that tradition has not died. In, in every new numbered Halo, you can carry that many guns. Well, uh, <laughs> well uh, you, wait, carry? Carry? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, Halo 2 brought us dual wielding. Halo 3 brought us tri-wielding. Halo 4 brought us quadra wielding. Uh, no, no, actually, they took away the dual wielding. It was too, uh, it was too popular. Did they? Oh, that's a shame. Is it only in Halo 2, or is it did they take it away just in some of them? They, I think three still has it. I, 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 the the Halo franchise though was 
uh, was interesting. I, I mean, when the first game came out, it was, uh, it was already big. Like, definitely. I mean, I was it was two thousand one. I was six years old, so I don't really remember too much about it specifically, other than it just being really popular. I, played it. I vividly recall the Game of the Year awards two thousand one at the top first Pikmin and first Halo, and then three years later, oh four. There, there they are again. Halo 2 and Pikmin 2. And it, it was it was close each year. As it should be. <laughs> uh, and but but it was like uh it, it did really spawn it into a big franchise. Uh was which game introduced uh Netplay? Two. Was that two? It, okay, yeah. One, that was one, the one, early one. years of Xbox Live. One the original Xbox. No. Yeah. It was know. no Xbox Live at the time. Wow. Uh, and then I did look it up because I know we were dying to know the answer. Uh, Pikmin 3 and Halo 4 did not come out the same year. Uh, oh, they, shame. They were one year off. <laughs> there was a pretty big gap between Pikmin 2 and 3. One of them should have waited. Hmm. And it's uh, crazy because Halo 2 got two release dates, one on 360 and then next one on Xbox One. But yeah, Pikmin was just right in the middle of those. <laughs> uh, those are weird games to associate with each other, but you know that's the power of video game sequels is that we uh, you got your Halo 2, you got your Pikmin 2. They came out the same year, and because of that, they're the same game. Uh, Adam, we uh, I I know that we had we had talked about this a little bit before, but uh, Assassin's Creed. Adam recently just beat Assassin's Creed two again. Uh, so how, how was that? Uh, well, um, while I've played through that again, I have not played through Assassin's Creed one, so I've cannot. Yeah, perhaps DJ remembers the game better. A lot of people will say that 2 was great and it was way better and and yeah, because Ezio is a lot better than Altair, and that's just fact. Well, it's not a fact, (laughs) but you're entitled to your wrong opinion. I mean, Ezio got like 10 games after, uh... yeah, yeah. See if all, if they had developed Altair more, we he could have had a chance. As a kid, but, I do remember liking Altair a lot because uh, I I liked his name. I thought it was a cool name. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, much all it takes for me. Uh, <laughs> that and I enjoyed the setting a lot more than two. I didn't, I didn't really care for the Renaissance, but which takes which is two, and then first one's medieval times. Oh, really? And the Crusades, yeah. Uh, Ezio, they added all the different unique gadgets like Leonardo da Vinci builds stuff for you, you get the kite and the parachute and the double wristed blades Sequel, sequels always love giving you one more of the the, th- the other thing you had and yeah, you, get well, the, you get the double blades so much earlier than I expected like yeah. it was so early and next thing you knew I was accidentally assassinating two civilians at the same time. How are you inducted into the assassins in two? It's a... 
actually it's actually pretty late into it right like i, I mean I, I remember it was like um after... you run into a girl who's yeah. part of a member and she gets but, uh, you to join it's like right after you after um what's his face flees uh to become the the, the pope <laughs> because mm. like it's your like it's a big attempt to get him but he escapes and they're all like it's okay, Ezio. We're all assassins. Yeah, I just remember. I saw <laughs> <laughs> all the sequels. There, like you join the group late or not at all, and it's so weird. Like the first one, you start out as a member, so it makes sense. The other ones, you just stumble into them, and you become a master assassin immediately. Or in two, you're already assassinating people. Yeah, what's the what, well, why I mean, are you assassinating it, people? In, in because two? like your your uncle Mario, he's an assassin and he's part of the group. But I guess that just you know whatever that just you know. Wait, <laughs> why just he does train you, right? Yeah. Okay. Why is why is Ezio assassinating people at the beginning? Uh, you know, vengeance. Is it vengeance? Yeah. Yeah. What what happens to his family? Um, it's some weird, like, political slash, uh, it's just like, they get caught up in something, and then uh, their lives are paid. Uh, it's just kind of like... Yeah, his family gets murdered, and he gets revenge on a few people. Even the Initially, little boy who wanted, and I think he who joins wanted feathers. little nephew just wanted uh, feathers from birds for whatever reason also gets killed you're just collecting feathers in memory of him There's way too many of them well actually I, I did want to talk about uh that's well that's kind of its own topic but uh when when didn't when in assassin's creed did it really become or you know the whole ubisoft collect-a-thon type open world games uh, right away was that was that right away they were always collectibles, and then they added more and more. Okay, I, I think see. the first one only had the flags, but then two had the feathers and the chests, right? The yeah, the feathers, the tombstones. Like I, guess you can, I, I guess or the crypts, and then you can. I guess you can count the uh, statuettes. There's two of them, which is never brought up, but you can mm. find two of them. The uh, the the franchise actually. Let me, let me pull that up. But like, when do you think the? Let me double check when they started going yearly. Because for a while they were releasing a new game every year, right? I think it was after two. Like Brotherhood came out like eleven yeah. months after. It was very rapid release. Yeah. Uh, two had. Brotherhood and Revelations, and then three, and then there was four and Rogue. Yeah, so 07 was the first game. Two years later was Assassin's Creed 2 in 09, and then, yeah, Brotherhood, Revelations, uh, three, Black Flag, Rogue, and Unity, same year. Wow, that's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Black Flag and Rogue came out at the same time, same engine, but to have Unity... Well, that really explains why Unity was a dumpster fire. <laughs> wow, less than a year? Why were they trying to get it out so quick? I don't know. 
That is just a huge stain on their reputation. And they deserve it because they're an awful company, but... (laughs) Unity came out uh, and and then, uh, you know, we don't uh, we don't endorse that opinion just in case Ubisoft wants to sponsor us at, at any point. But yeah. uh, but uh, you gotta cut from the records. Yeah, my, Michael Ansel, you know, you can you can do whatever you want to your employees, man. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we can't take sides here. All right, neutral party. We are neutral. We're removed from the situation. the The money will speak for itself. I, uh, but um. No, uh, Unity, though, was for next-gen consoles. Well, next-gen at the time. And so, I yeah, guess... Xbox One. Yeah, I guess they were trying to rush it out for that. Was it a launch title? I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think it was a launch title, but there was... Rogue came out for, you know, 360 and Xbox... Or 360, PlayStation 3, and then the same year Unity came out, but only on next gen consoles. So you know what's crazy is Black Flag didn't come to Xbox One until like two two or three years later. That is crazy. Uh, when, like that would ideally that should have been on both both gens. Yeah. Especially with how much Dustin's talked about Black Flag. Did he play that? Did he he must have just played that on three sixty, I guess. Uh yeah, I don't think I replayed it on Xbox One. And, uh, and it's now on it's, Switch. It's funny well. how much you guys associate his love for the game. You never <laughs> mentioned my love for it. <laughs> do, I, do like, I enjoy it just as much as he does. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin quotes it all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, true. Him you're and, just like also tied to a lot more games. That's true. Like, I remember uh, we were like at Jeff's house in high school and he was like trying to assign us all different franchises and it was like no you couldn't give one to me because <laughs> he was trying to give jerry mass effect but i had 100 percent at all three and i was like well jerry can't have him. he has 100 percent at all <laughs> <laughs> wonder what jeff would have given me when i was in high school like because at that time i hadn't played i wasn't as into nintendo as i am now that's yeah, maybe Metal King Gear, Hearts, I imagine. But... Yeah, Metal Gear, that's true. Well, I feel like... But that's Jerry's thing, though. Especially back in high school. <clears throat> I had, like, maybe Kingdom Hearts, but I hadn't played any of the handheld games, uh, or mainly 358 over two days in Birth by Sleep. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Back then, what was my, my thing? Yeah, yeah, I do remember a lot of Metal Gear Solid talk, which I do want to get to Metal Gear Solid. Oh, dude, Infamous. How? Uh, oh, that's it, true. Inf- oh, let's talk about Infamous too. No. Well, no, that's a big. That is a big one. Uh, 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 that was another. Infamous like, two is so good. It uh, mainly the movement. That is something that is like so, like huge in that game, is just they made moving around in an open world just super fun because i think in the first game you can kind of do a hover and that was about it in terms of movement options like in terms of Mm -hmm. abilities that would be for movement and then the second game got you a uh an ice jump so like an ice block would just come out of the ground and launch you into the air 
and it just like it just lets you go into your glide and then you also have like a lightning uh like a like a zip line basically like a, almost like a grappling hook that you could just point it at walls and you'd lightning to that wall and it's just oh dude the movement was so good uh and then there's like one part of the map where there's just no tall buildings and it sucked <laughs> it's like playing spider-man but like with no no buildings yeah. to swing off of exactly uh, uh the big thing too with with infamous 2 was they they fleshed out the karma system a lot more didn't they yes. or at least they well, they made it have <clears throat> way more impact yeah it, for one it had way more impact on the story and I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter what you do until the very end, because they, they make you make a decision at the very end. That's just the good or evil ending. In in and, Infamous 2? Yeah. Oh, and wow. I don't know if it has requirements like, of, oh, you have to be this good to pick this ending or or like, I don't know how it is. I don't remember how it is. I haven't played the game in 10 years, but uh. <laughs> You know, the endings were also good because they the characters who you assume are like, oh, this is the good side character and this is the bad side character. So you'll associate with them um, because that's like like the girl who has ice powers. You also get ice powers from her and ice is a good, good, like a good side power. Uh, it turns out she's evil at the end and the same same vice versa with the evil girls. They, they, they switch alliances at the end. And so that was really exciting that Infamous 2 was so good. I, and Jerry and I quote the uh, that evil side, the ending yeah. lines, like, all the time. Uh, and, and we all know that Infamous 2 was so successful that it spawned a huge franchise and Infamous games just keep coming out. Yeah, dude, uh, we, we got the... There was another and, one. Yeah, we got standalone DLC for Infamous 2. We got a full sequel on PS4, and then that got a standalone DLC thing. Uh, and then that was the end of the franchise. <laughs> but uh, Laura very... Bailey's character. Yeah, I that's think. that. Yeah, that's the standalone thing for Second Son. And <laughs> yeah, is the top is, is there is there a codex somewhere that just says like and I was the, and the mutagen just happened again? Like, Dude, I have you done waiting. deep dives on so, Google? I, I haven't done on Google, but I was I when I played through the game, I waited through the entire game for them to yeah. When are they going to address this? <laughs> yeah, and then it just doesn't. Uh, I That's think funny. they should have made oh, dude, a sequel to the evil ending would be way crazier. Because in the evil ending, you team up with the beast and you just you ins you destroy humanity. <laughs> you make it so there's only people with powers. Oh wow! Do you, is there um is that a is that gameplay or is that just a cutscene? Uh, it's a cutscene. Uh, you you play through. That's cool though. The first like assault, like where you decide to take. Man, you know, what if it made you kill him? Uh, <laughs> but then so that's why <clears throat> when you decide to uh you decide to join sides with him your best friend who's a regular human tries stopping you and he confronts you on a rooftop oh. and just pull holds his gun at you and he's just looking at you and he just says gotta try and uh. <laughs> and so that, and then and then, you, and then you have to gameplay kill him like yeah great just, he he just shoots you. It doesn't do any damage. That's and great. You, yeah. You just zap him until he's dead. I, it's like, oh, it's horrible. Now follow yeah. through. Yeah. 
there is something in that that I want to get back to. But first, um, we do have to introduce our third guy. He's finally here. Uh, Justin, <laughs> if you'll introduce yourself. Third? Am I getting... There's only well, three guys. We're, we're the three guys. Are there only three guys here? Oh. Yeah. Hey, I'm Dustin. And all right, the thanks. Third guy. He's one of the three. Oh, you're welcome. That's all three of us. Uh, I'm one of three. And then, uh, but I, what I did want to say about uh, not I'm not my... being coerced. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Oh, if it's confusing, why there's more? It's because I'm just filling in. Yeah, he's he's our. Oh, son. That's sweet. That's oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Are you all well? He's substituting the third guy. All uh, right. But uh, is do I am I miscounting the people in the call here? <laughs> well, there's I'm, I'm looking at a lot of all right. <laughs> well, let's let's do a uh, a real quick head count. Um, DJ here, Justin. Yeah, I'm right here. Adam. Adam. All right, I'm here. Uh, Dustin. Hi. And then me. That should. Yeah. That's all three. That's all three. It sounds like three to me. <laughs> yeah, because we don't count Craig. He's just a guy. We don't count Craig. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's the moderator, right? Yeah, he's our, he's our helpful little bot. Uh, thank you to the developers of the Craig Craig bot on Discord. Craig's parents. We are not sponsored by them, but if they would like to sponsor us. They <laughs> Get it, get in line, okay? Because we're still waiting for our Mountain Dew Code Red sponsorship, and we're waiting for responses from the thousands of messages we sent. <laughs> we're strict followers of the uh, Shawshank method of just emailing <laughs> them every day until they respond. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just persistence. Uh, but one aspect of of sequels that Infamous reminded me of is games that don't have a canon ending or well they they don't have a canon ending but then a sequel gives them a canon ending uh that's interesting like, like what the illusion uh, of choice yeah basically well, how, like, uh, it, it's yeah, also was... it's also kind of inevitable if you like if you put that in because it's like oh we'll make a sequel <laughs> like we have yeah, to choose like, one of these uh, yeah. Infamous 2 is really interesting because it is this because well, I mean Infamous 1 the good and evil endings were very slight variations of the same ending so Infamous 2 fits into either uh, if Infamous 1's endings oh really hmm. yeah it's more of just the attitude of the ending that changes in Infamous 1 that is interesting uh, I wonder because you couldn't import you don't import a save do you into uh into infamous 2 from the first game let's say it would say it again you don't import a save you can and i think you get more uh power-ups and stuff okay uh, but it doesn't like affect anything like uh, no i think you might start off with more karma on that side um oh, like because yeah if you, if you do a fresh new game i think you just start in the middle but i think you can start off with like already good or um evil. but even games like uh like mass effect or okay, so Mass Effect, you did import your save. Everything was carried over, uh, and then like I mean, there's there's kind of stuff that has to get like 
back written to work out like so that everything kind of lines up especially in like mass effect 3 uh i mean not, not really it's just that like the same scene will happen but they'll just have a different character because that character died in your playthrough or something but uh dragon age 2 you don't import your gray warden do you uh hmm. I don't remember if you do it in two, but I know you do it in Inquisition. Yeah, because in Inquisition, I remember doing the thing where you um that there was like an whoops. online web page. Yeah. Where you like choose all the I'm trying to think if they did it Witcher style where they just ask you like three questions. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Witcher. Deus Ex Mankind Divided has to choose a canon ending from Human Revolution, but it's kind oh, of for necessity. It? Yeah, because the the area with like a bunch of people in it can be destroyed. Adam Jensen himself can be destroyed in the end of the first game, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the second one is just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't the one where he died. <laughs> but it kind of it's like, oh, that, but, you know, it's kind of like, what are you going to do? When you like, when you want to make more stories with that character, there's uh, one I always think of a lot is I've mentioned this before to you guys, I'm sure, but uh, Splinter Cell Double Agent. There is specifically like double agent decisions that you have to make, and one of them is to kill your friend and one of the other main characters of the series. And you can choose not to kill him in the game, but they make it the canon ending that you had to. Ah. Um, but that kind of I like, you know, for those for those later on dramatic reasons, it's like how oh, the agency that like, you know, the job that made him kill his best friend kind of thing. Yeah. And does that I mean, I wonder Max how much pain too has a ending that can differ where one is made canon in the beginning of three. Yeah, and I, I think I guess I mean, it is but that's it difficulty locked. I guess so. that's more of a discussion of like, oh, is it really? Oh, that's interesting. That's uh, more of a discussion of like video game endings. And if you prefer like having multiple endings or like having a canon ending, because uh, it is it's hard to say, like it was definitely more novel of a concept before of like, oh, being able to import your save and like have a like bring bring in the state of the world from the previous game that you had it's uh, odd that's not more common today because it's so much easier now it's weird thinking that mass effect was two console generations ago and nothing like and it like has the been pioneering made. one yeah i would like to do that it was like one of the big ones to do that but then at the same time i can see how it, it gets as the franchise continues it just gets harder and harder to like yeah. try to balance that. Keep the that first sharp. two were very much passion projects, and that started to fade away as it became more corporate. Within yeah, a planned, a lot of it might be like with you. It kind of works best within a planned trilogy, and there aren't a lot of those these days. A lot of people try with kind of single releases more, or like games service release instead of. Like that's true. Bioware going in for like we're gonna make a whole this trilogy. We're gonna make a whole this trilogy. They do know that a lot less now. I wonder too if that's um if if you know games as a service has become such a prevalent thing in in the in the industry, and I wonder if that's like. I don't know if it's had so much of an impact yet, 
but how much of an impact that's going to have on like sequels in general like of if games are going to be moving less towards having having a sequel or just being their one game that's just constantly updated forever uh like well with style. elder scrolls selling really well or uh elden ring my bad with elden ring selling uh really well that's kind of change that uptick a little bit since a lot of games previous recently were were games of service like halo infinite and stuff like that yeah well it, is halo infinite like does it, halo infinite has game as a service uh like yeah because the multiplayer is free to play that's true yeah all weird right. all right i did the research Infamous Second Son says that the events of Infamous 2 mm. killed most conduits. I, re uh. I rechecked the ending of Infamous 2. They say, if I use that thing, it's going to kill us. Kill all, all of us. Yeah, not just the beast. <laughs> so they, they really did retcon that. To well, they just retconned it. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that took a lot of time to to find out like that's the line. really yeah because i remember like i remember playing it i'm like no like it, that's the whole point of yeah, the you're totally right you, like they, you, they definitely say that yeah <laughs> god damn it dude <laughs> like they <laughs> should have retroactively mad about, about this yeah there wasn't there wasn't a... wiggle room and they just did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> they should have just made a sequel to the evil ed dude that way uh mm. and just made it like oh that because that'd be a pretty cool story of a new conduit trying to rise against Cole and the beast. Uh, oh um, yeah. I, so I haven't, I, I've not played either of the prototypes, but that seems like a fascinating case of a sequel and related mm -hmm. to that, because that's that premise, right? Is that you go after the second one is a protagonist going after the protagonist of the first game. I think, I think yeah. I've heard that, yeah. I think Adam's played it. I believe so. Adam, do you have, I've not. I don't know if DJ has. this again. Sorry, I was checking something. <laughs> oh my god! Dude. Prototype. Uh, oh yeah. Because we were talking uh, about I, I infamous. Did not tell you much about what I remember of it. I just remember I really enjoyed Prototype, and nice. Upon upon the second one getting announced and what it was about, I never played Prototype again. What was well, it? Just that so it was a different protagonist? No. Uh, yeah, just because of who's the protagonist of the second one, I uh, did not care for it, the idea of it. So it didn't pique your curiosity. Hmm. Who, who, who's the protagonist? The black guy. He's uh, <laughs> it's specifically like making the protagonist of the previous game the villain. Oh, okay. He well, does. Yeah, I don't think it's just a change perspective thing. I think I think he does actually like turn more evil. Oh, yeah, I don't like that so much. So yeah, the the guy. So the game it's a revenge tags. story of like I guess I guess yeah, this guy. Um, hmm. Yeah, because I guess his family was killed during the uh, outbreak from the pre from the previous game, and so it's and his story of, of revenge. And it's like I I just don't care for that. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if that's actually like, you know, maybe maybe it has maybe things develop in a way where he's not like the bad guy yeah, and even I, so i would hope the storytelling is <laughs> at least really good yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna turn that on its 
on its head onto the like it's a onto bit the first much guy to the drop the game entirely just for its premise. <laughs> Don't even give it a well, chance. Well, actually, I, I though, agree, though that, that like yo, you play it, a first game and get get attached to the yeah. main character, and then you find out like, oh, you know that guy? He's actually a rat bastard. Now he's <laughs> now you gotta go kill him. Well, that's the thing. Um, that I also. I I don't think it really affected things all that much in the grand scope of things. But it would be interesting. But uh, with The Last of Us 2, I know that Mm, was very controversial, was was the way the the protagonists were handled. uh, Yeah. Does that also do a canon ending? No, there's no no different endings. So it turns... Yeah, it tur- it turns out it's not a it's not a choice. It's always just kind of like varied in how it has to end. Um, so you can't choose not to slay the doctors if you move forward. Like there's a reaction and attack at least. So, oh, I see. And but then in, that is kind <clears> of <throat> like he, that he slaughters the doctors, right? Yeah, and and specifically at least that doctor. Uh, other fireflies as well in the hospital, and basically all of them. Um. But uh, at least specifically, that doctor is the important one. Mm-hmm. But I, I do understand that of, of being something that's like not appealing is well, because uh, I, I wonder too how much of uh, in a sequel people's attachment to the protagonist. I mean, famously, Metal Gear Solid Two changed the protagonist oh, yeah. to yeah. to Raiden rather than Snake, and how much yeah. that like, really affects well, people's it... opinions on it. And that's so weird to me too, because it's not like Snake is the villain in that game, and they don't they don't destroy Snake's character. And if anything, they make Snake's character cooler in two because mm-hmm. he's the experienced one. He's the uh, yeah the one that Raiden has to look to for uh, for for guidance. So yeah, they they do, yeah they more, have more than cool you role. just you get yeah you just get a lot less time with him, and you have to be mm-hmm. like, who's this guy? And there's a lot of like. Like, yeah, because how much was how much homophobia people... <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of stuff at the time? I remember, you know, how much were... it's true. Yeah, I do remember here, or that was kind of part of it. Like but, this uh, guy, I... I want the manly guy. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But h- how much were people playing the games for Snake versus you know how playing the game for Metal Gear Solid, like for the 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 gameplay and the story mm. and stuff? Because uh. Because I, I, I during during the game, I'd imagine it's still like you know it's still Kojima's story and all that being mm-hmm. marketed that it's going to be Snake though. That's true. I guess I That's it's true. you know when you when it tells you straight up like it is going to be Snake, like, and you That's... begin the game as Snake, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've him for about two three hours. The prologue. Yeah. Yeah. Then it switches, and now now it's such a like everybody knows it, and so like. You don't really think of it, but at the time I could see that that is kind of a betrayal. You probably start as right, and and I'm sure the people were like, "When does it go back to Snake?" And it, never, <laughs> yeah. it never does. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah la- so- I'd say Last of Us Two is kind of a modern day equivalent of that, or more recent yeah. example well, of that. Well, you know, the the only difference maybe not equivalent, is, but yeah, no. <clears throat> but the only difference is the era in which they were released in with internet leaks and stuff like that. That's and, true. Like and, but there had, was there an embargo on MGS reviews at the time? Because well, there had I, to be I mean, an embargo this time. Information was way harder to come across. I get that's true too. It wasn't but like, the same. And also the way video game leaks spread 
nowadays it's like in the most toxic way because they just boil game stories down to one sentence yeah yeah and so when something like last of us 2 which i haven't played and i you know i'm i'm sure it's an emotional roller coaster uh you know when you Mm. boil it down to one sentence of one thing that happens it's just gonna make people mad and uh it's just not fair to the game you know and everything so yeah um but yeah, so like, yeah, I mean, so basically, if you did the same thing for Metal Gear Solid 2 pre-release, you know, just like, you know, all that stuff came out and like all news articles were about, you know, oh, you you play as this this femboy, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it was Snake's butt that everybody fell in love with. And was. yeah, oh. Uh, speaking of Metal Gear Solid and sequels, Mm. you know, (laughs) I think no, 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 I'm not not gonna. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever you're gonna (laughs) do. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) I I did want to mention though about how much of the series owes itself to Metal Gear Two Solid Snake, uh, because that game basically invented like all of the like tropes and the mechanics of the whole franchise. Because that's where uh, the uh, alert, like the caution and alert timers came from. Like the uh, like all basically Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid one was just like a 3D version of Metal Gear two. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you so, mean that uh, exclamation mark from Re- Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then but also like playing Metal because I, I haven't beaten Metal Gear one. Uh, but I've gotten very far multiple times and it is very much like an older game to where there's vague similarities between it and the rest of the franchise. But mm-hmm. Metal Gear 2 is very like is it's very much in the same line that the rest of the franchise. It's it, uh, it's, it's really very similar. Cool. Does it shift like, to having like a really direct narrative where like the other one didn't? Um. I think it had a little bit more, but just mainly like the gameplay mechanics. It was the first one you could mm. call, and the there like were the hallmarks ducks. of the game. Yeah, there were air ducts and stuff. Uh, is it the first one where you use a box? No, uh, the box is in the first one. Uh, ah, and okay. uh, it's basically an invisibility cloak because of the <laughs> way it works in an eight-bit game of just you you put it on and they don't they they can't see you ever. Uh, but yeah, they can only see in eight bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all in two D, so they're, they're I've got two D eight bit vision. Metal Gear Two was really cool, and like they did the Game Boy Color Metal Gear Solid game. Uh, I think it's called Ghost Babel in other regions, but uh, that game is basically another interpretation of the gameplay style of Metal Gear Two. And I like, Ghost I wish they kind of just made more of those, like of just like, oh, it's like such a cool you know uh kind of a demake almost a metal gear solid yeah. demakes are really interesting there's there's not many there's b- definitely not many official ones uh mm-hmm. but like they i i remember being really uh i thought they were really cool as a kid like all the super nintendo uh roms that were like final fantasy 7 demake and like stuff like that i but even now, now we actually do have sort of a Final Fantasy VII remake with that mobile game that's supposed to come out. Uh, oh, the game looks so cool. <laughs> it sounds like pretty cool. Uh, 
but yeah, the the oh, and that was the thing too. A lot of a lot of handheld things. We haven't talked talked much about handheld games, but a lot of the handheld versions or sequels uh, to console games were basically like many forms of them. I I believe BJ's favorite is the Pikmin Nintendo 3DS game. Hey Pikmin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I put I put at least a couple hours into that game. <laughs> It, it took everything you liked about Pikmin, right? And it put it to handheld. Uh, did it come out, out after 3 or before? It was before 3. Uh, it did not adapt well to a 2D style. And uh... it's, it's also just a different game. It's like more like... A, I mean, I don't think anybody here played it, but I think it's like similar to like Chibi-Robo Ziplash. Uh, oh, that was also that was a similar case, right? Where it was like, yeah, they just took a franchise and threw it onto the uh, 3ds. Yeah. Is there any is there any handheld version or handheld sequel that you think is like up there with the? the oh, actually, uh, yeah, Mother Three, definitely. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Mother Three. That uh, that is a big one. Um, uh, I was gonna say uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts: Chain of Memories. That's true. That's uh, that formative. is. It's weird. Uh, it's probably the game is actually gets a, probably gets a lot better if you remove all the Disney stuff because um, it's just all re- just redoing the first game's worlds, but like worse. Uh, but <laughs> it's got a cool narrative with the Castle Oblivion and Sora losing his memories and all the nominee stuff. Uh, that's all really cool. Um, but. Oh, what other like see see so it's we're handheld sequels to Shin console. Megami. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. the SMT uh, games. Uh, uh, a lot of people forget that Monster Hunter started on yeah. mobile, right? Mm. No, it started on console. Yeah, and uh, what? Yeah, PS2 was the first one. Wow, PS2, and the, and then it, and then there was the 3DS one. I remember. Uh, I yeah, thought most or most of them mobile. Uh, now at this point, yes, <laughs> but I think the first one, I don't. I think the second one was also on PS2, and it might have been on PSP. Hmm. And one one of them is on PSP, I know of. But then Monster Hunter Three first came out on Wii, and then wow. Three Ultimate came out on 3DS. Uh, and then and then it was on three. The whole franchise was on 3DS for a super long time until Monster Hunter World. And then, uh, and then I guess I mean it depends on how you want to view Switch in this context of it continuing to be handheld. Yeah, it being a hybrid kind of muddles things. But, but yeah, the uh, PSP had a well. Sony's approach to a lot of handheld stuff was making things like miniature versions of that like un- there was an uncharted vita game yeah and oh, like, i want to uh, mention those and there's also like a god of war and stuff yeah I, it's, it's like a different approach but yeah and i don't know if any of those are regarded to be in the same like you know light as the uh rest of the franchises yeah I, I know even as far back as the PSP, I played uh, Ratchet and Clank Size Matters on mm. PSP. That was a PSP game. And it was really cool because it was like, whoa, it's like a PS2 game. Uh, but 
Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if any of them are very highly regarded, any games like that. Uh, the handheld exclusive versions. Uh, we haven't really talked too much about the like, because I guess this is a whole can of worms. I don't think we, I don't know if we want to go into, but the transition of 2D to 3D uh, for sequels. Mm. Because yeah, a, lot, a lot of times the gameplay changes so much that it could just be a different, like, you know, you start the new line there. Well, what about uh, in that vein, uh, games that that failed the transition uh, uh, between 2D to 3D? I mean, the, there's like the meme ones like Bubsy and stuff like that. But I'm trying to think yeah. of ones that like Castlevania is a good one. I think that uh, Castlevania 64, I think, is not very good mm. not played that one who uh, a lot uh, of the sonic games sonic's kind of struggled to find its footing in 3d yeah uh, and that's a whole can of that's also a whole can of worms to get yeah into. we could do a whole sonic episode but... oh dude yeah. they fixed it with boom though <laughs> yeah, yeah luckily sonic boom came along uh, uh, <laughs> but i'm trying to think of ones like franchises started out as 2d uh gex i don't know gex the 3d games i think are considered to be all right was gex 2d ever yeah i think it's a turbo graphic 16 game or something wow i actually yeah i'm curious about that i looked that up Uh, i did also want to oh sorry was about to say something dustin oh real quick i played a an original xbox console release called defender and it just had the same name as like the original like arcade game Mm. where you just like zap it it's basically uh galica you just like blast aliens you're a little ship but it's in it's 3d there's like a story you you pick up like stranded humans and put them into gun towers <laughs> and like it's huh. it's very interesting that like i when i looked it up i couldn't find too much information about it <laughs> again but i'm looking it up now dude well it's, it's... It's here waiting for you whenever you want it back, Dustin. Yeah. Oh, is it there? You're... <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I lo- uh, you, should, you should play it. Uh, I did want to say, yeah, Gex. Okay, it's worse than I thought. It's did, the, Gex did not Story's come not out strong. on the TurboGrafx-16. It okay. came out originally on the 3DO uh, in hmm. 1995, and then it got ported to PlayStation and Sega Saturn. But, wow. Uh, yeah, also just like how many 3DO games can you even think of? None. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't... I don't know it, if I know what that is. It was a Panasonic game console. Uh, oh, oh, okay. That's yeah, that's really I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't know any other games for it. Like, uh, Totally just some of the important ones alone. In the, oh, yeah, because uh, I think that was also a big. Uh, um, FMV console, I think that was a big. Uh, thing. Yeah, because uh, had, uh, had, that was Night Trap. Oh, OK, yeah. Wait, yeah. where was it? No, it's because Sega CD. Wait, 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 Sega CD platforms. Yeah, OK, well, it got ported to the 3DO. But... Oh, I see the. Oh, uh, I mean, it brought us Gex. That's good. That what yeah. a what a strange original like way yeah. to originate. Oh, the original the Need for Speed. Uh Really? Yeah. Wow. That's funny. GTA, right? No, Didn't GTA was, start? Uh, was uh, top downs. Yeah, it was, yeah, top yeah, down, it was yeah. 
Yeah, top down instead. Yeah, GTA did have a radical shift. When when did it stop being top down? It's uh, 3D, uh, three, uh, three, oh, uh, three and three. It had to have been earlier than that because they made so many sequels for PS2. Yeah, it might have been like a one or something. Look that up. Two thousand one. Yeah. Whenever they introduced cover. Uh, As you shift, same with Fallout. Uh, yeah, Fallout. Uh, Fallout. Oh was, yeah, a, a, it was purchased. A computer by, RPG, isometric. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was originally the isometric style. I. Uh, and Auto. since RPG, you got you have like you have turn-based action points, things like that. The Vats is a really cool adaptation of action points in a three in like a three D real time game. Like it's that's true. kind of an that's kind of a cool like adaptation of that system. It's pretty cool that they took that like that was a pretty successful like transfiguration of oh, a, yeah. of a concept that like doesn't really apply to this new medium of it. Uh, I I feel like that doesn't happen often. Usually that kind of that kind of care isn't taken to try to give that like oh we don't have the original thing because we're a whole new thing. But this is like the evolution of that idea. Uh, hmm. I feel like it's more common to just kind of try something completely different. Yeah, adapting the gameplay and the, most of the lore as well. Mm-hmm. There's only a few yeah. retcons they made. That's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, some of some of the, I mean, because some of those, <laughs> some of the endings of those earlier games are like pretty world-ending, right? <laughs> Uh, you Am mean I take wrong? place before? What do you mean? Yeah, or like if it's like one or two, can't you drastically change like the landscape so they kind of like have to recon certain endings? Uh, for two first two games take place on the west coast, so only New oh, Vegas right, has true. to deal with it. Yeah, that's true. Well, and they're also like a hundred years apart or something. Yeah, oh, the, I know that they all have like. Oh yeah, because young Harold's right. When does Fallout 3 take place compared to uh It's 2276. 2277, right? 27, I think. How many years after the apocalypse is that? 200. Uh, is that normal? Okay. Wait, are, so are they all like 200 years? When does uh I think it was that far, are you sure? Yeah. You know you know more about Fallout than I do, but I just I thought Fallout 4 was the one that took place. No, Fall- oh, Fallout 3 is 200 years after. So what's Fallout uh, 4? And Fallout 4 is a decade after 3. Hmm. Oh, really? And why? And also, uh, 76 is the... For... It's, the, it's like centennial thing, right? Hmm. No, it's only like 20 years after the bomb fall. Oh, okay. It's like super early. And it's like, oh, yeah, it seems like not enough time to let the radiation clear. Yeah. When does the uh the Fortnite mode take place? The what? The Fortnite Say that again? mode. The Fortnite mode in Fallout seventy six. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Is there a Fortnite mode? Did they add, did they do that? Uh, there's a there's event. a building there's a building mode that's in four that is in seventy six I think. 
No, they did like a, a battle royale there's, mode. Yeah, oh, a, is that what you mean? Oh, yeah. Inferno, okay. Inferno something. There's oh, no building. I was unaware. It, it was actually pretty good. Hmm. Nice. Uh, that that's um. I mean, I could I could talk about like trails and East Falcom and stuff, uh, but with East games and the Trails games, they all take place very close together in like timeline wise. All the games are like within their respective universes. They're uh, they're on the same timeline. Some will be like prequels, or some will be like at the same time but in a different location. Uh, and it's weird that that's not super common outside of like direct sequels to games like uh like you'll you'll have like your movie style of like uncharted uh and then uncharted 2 being like well i mean uncharted 2 is not like a direct sequel in the sense that it's a cliffhanger but like uh like the fallouts have never done another game that's close to the other game like the continuation yeah like you're playing a different character and like you run into the same characters but they're just like a little bit older or something uh it's weird that it hasn't done that because i think that that would be pretty fun yeah there's bits and pieces but it's all very minor well th- i mean i think it was reported and i would assume this would be a direct sequel that they're making a new vegas 2 right so Oh really? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it does seem to be kind of intentional to the stories, uh, usually, because so that like that that character story kind of ends in the one place. The lone survivor, the the vault dweller, the courier—they're all kind of in their own spots and timelines. I think for the sake of like whatever they do, it doesn't really have to directly conflict with the next thing. Yeah, like it is. It is just by nature. I think that is definitely a narrative. Just like we'll have your sandbox over here, and we'll also we'll also have Harold the Ghoul with a tree growing on his head, traveling the country. So you see him in multiple games. But yeah, the the fact that it's like a sandbox does uh, does kind of affect that. Uh, I do. Go on. It'd be hard to do a New Vegas too because there's like six different endings to New Vegas. Yeah, exactly. It's like how you're gonna, unless I mean, I get like it might just do that of like whatever happened anyway. Hundred years later, yeah, that's <laughs> or, the thing. Hey, anyway, twenty years later, or even like you could do a certain separation of information in that in that uh kind of thing, but I but then up, uh, less so with New Vegas because yeah. they're more organized, but. Uh, Microsoft is in very early talks of de- having a New Vegas two made, but I see. Hmm. Uh, hmm. The the other thing though is a Dragon Age. There will be an Outer Worlds too. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's true. I wonder. I wonder what they'll do with that too. If they'll that, like, hopefully make it good. It'll <laughs> probably be another another story. It's just like you're the you know you're the. Uh... <sighs> Who are you? What's your name? The captain, I guess. Um, you could just be another whatever kind of story thing, since like that world's less. They'd probably do the same kind of thing as Fallout's been doing, since yeah, the world just started, and you're in one colony. That if they do another one, they'll probably do multiple colonies or a different. Yeah, they could just do like a different set of colonies. Yeah. 
but with Dragon Age Inquisition, it is the type where it's um, like the same world, and you you see all the characters, and they're a little bit older, uh, mm. and like in different a situations. saga concluding. Yeah, yeah, and that's that was that was cool. I do wish Inquisition. Uh, I don't know what it was about the combat that I that didn't really click with me in. Like, Dragon Age 2 changed the combat from the first game a lot, and I don't even think the first game has a great combat, but, like, it was so much of a shift that I just wasn't really able to get into it, and Inquisition kind of built on twos. I disagree. I say it went back to one. Really? Yeah. Two tries to make it a hack and slash, and then one goes back to the auto combat, or Inquisition. Does Inquisition have auto combat? I thought it was more of a like like comboing and yeah i know that too is definitely like way more trying to be a hack and slash which i did not enjoy uh i didn't realize i thought inquisition was similar mm, i haven't touched it in a minute but i believe it's just the command inputs and your character attacks i don't recall and they introduced the combat stopping or the pause mechanics where you can go to each character and assign them what to do and then unpause. Oh, that's, that's a lot nicer. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I just didn't I, make it. I, tactical I, pause. That's true. I don't remember as a lot of complaints about the thirds combat as compared to two, so I just assumed it didn't have it. So. Well, I liked, uh, I liked ones a lot with... I mean, I guess the fact that you can make really specific builds in what like i had the there was the what was it walking bomb or whatever uh yeah and i, and I it's, built like my whole character around that attack and like it's uh, kind of like it's mmorpg kind of combat yeah uh and and i definitely too felt like it took all the depth out speaking of which um a very similar case was fable fable 2 uh kind of gutted the like the magic system from the first game uh, oh way? really well because fable one didn't, just had like a go on didn't two add the magic mixing or is that three i bl- or i think you could two do different magic mixing. yeah and the first had... one it's just the simple spells you cast i do think <laughs> the first one had more variety in spells yeah, like I don't think it was necessarily better the way it was in one, mm. but I know two simplified it a lot. They, I think it was like elements that you, yeah, you like mixed. Yeah, uh, and so you kind of lost out on the unique spells in one. Because mm-hmm. one had a lot of like weird. It was a lot more like standard RPG type of spells where like, uh, in this in a similar vein to like D and D, there's just like a thousand spells and like. 90% of them you don't use at all. Yeah. Uh, and so to, you know, cut it down so there's more usable stuff. But I do feel like it also took some of the complexity and some of the fun out of the being able to pick and choose yeah. your build. Popular opinion is two is way better than one. I personally like one a lot more. Two introduced uh, flintlock weapons oh, and right. got rid of bow and arrow. And that really so it, changed the pace of combat too. Yeah, added a more industrial era feel to the game instead of high fantasy in the first one. Mm. Uh, 
But I'd say the combat wasn't too different overall. Sword play was still pretty yeah. much the same. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember. Swack, swack. Two. Uh, yeah, like Fable was an interesting series and has also been dead for a while. Oh yeah. Uh, and maybe... any year now. Yeah. yeah. They title dropped. So yeah. Same uh, with X Mass Effect. That's right. Yeah, and I wonder what they'll do with that too. That's going to be interesting. Especially with who's developing it in playground um because they just throw anybody at those what's yeah. their what's their pedigree they're the they're the forza company oh well i hear good things about the forza games and i've always yeah. wondered like hey you know these guys they make really good car games they I, they they could make I've, a really good uh, fable game if they put their minds has any of us played a forza <laughs> no no. I've I, literally played a Forza, but I, I it was like at someone's house. As I was gonna say, like I've booted up the game and played like the intro tutorial race. I, I down like a mountain or something. I can't say I, I can't say I would have a better pick though than than them to do. Yeah, although maybe the Need for Speed team because they do live action uh, storylines. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's what Fable needs. Oh, dude, that reminds me of uh, Guitar Hero uh, Five, was it or something that had the uh, it had live concerts that you were playing. That weird. <laughs> that was weird. That was. It was kind of. It was very unnecessary, but it was kinda actually uncanny. Pretty, the immersion, yeah, but it um. It fades in and out depending on how good you are of the oh. crowd. <laughs> so, like, if, you're, if you start doing battle, like, transition <sighs> to a different take where the crowd's just kind of giving you looks and the singer is looking at you like, what's going on, man? <laughs> and, like, oh my God. <laughs> Speaking uh, speaking of Guitar Hero, that's actually a good, um, a good franchise oh. for this. What do, you, what do you think caused, or, Guitar Hero kind of died out, and I was it like franchise or like sequel burnout? Was it just there were too many releasing too many Guitar Hero games, or like I, th- I think the fact that they I think Rhythm Games just shifted. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But I also... think I think the same audience just carried over to kind of different games, and people didn't mm-hmm. want to buy a freaking new guitar yeah. and a drum pad that three of the four pads were gone. Like mm-hmm. all these things, it's like just use a controller, just use your touchpad, just use the Wii modes, just use motion controls. It's just like there's a lot of other options to it now. Yeah, that's gonna say. I think the the controller is a huge barrier of entry. I feel like um, if they released just like the game and just said, "Hey, you got," we know you guys have Guitar Hero controllers lying around. Like, make make it happen. Like, with here's the game. <laughs> I actually probably would have done better, but making the game like a hundred dollars and you know need yeah to... and like it its own big package kind of deal and it also I, to, to go off of what Dustin said though with the time it came out is that we entered a period of you know DLC practices you know changing mm-hmm. into where a mm. ba- the base version of the game you know it it doesn't hold enough value of you know to back the purchase and then you have to and i think in the 
PS3, whatever the previous ones, I think you had to buy song packs individually uh, for the Guitar Hero and Rock Band games. And then I think they finally did it as a subscription service that you just get everything if you pay a uh-huh. amount of month, which is probably the correct way to do things. Yeah, um, it's definitely better. Uh, but yeah, and then it just gives you so much more content. But like, you know, buying, you know, a $60 game with a $40 controller and getting like mm. 35 songs is just, uh-huh. like, yeah, it doesn't really yeah. feel like a very worthwhile purchase. Uh, especially when like the next year there's going to be a new game to buy yeah exactly uh but man it reminds me though uh, i mean the just dance games about how i think oh yeah i think they i mean they they don't handle the releases very well because i think releasing every new title at 60 dollars i think is horrible uh (laughs) but basically all the like you basically can buy one game doesn't matter which year it is and you get the subscription service and you can get any of the newer songs like not all of them but a lot of the you know hit songs like blinding lights and uh (laughs) uptown funk you know like all those songs you you can buy just dance 2016 and you can get those songs on them uh just because you get the subscription service oh that is that is a lot nicer support never ended for it either yeah with the switch so, coming out yeah so that's the thing with with uh that's that's nice is just like oh i i have like two or three just dance games and uh like whatever i need to i could just re- redo the subscription service and kind of play the new some of the new songs not all of them but you don't need it's to interesting like packaging they don't become like irrelevant yeah uh, and then I could at any time buy last year's game for like 15 bucks or something like, you know, and uh, might just start doing that because, you know, it's just uh, you always get the new you always get the new stuff. Uh, I, I'd really say Guitar Hero was a fad and it did eventually burn out and that and they gave up on it. Yes. I think yeah. if they re-released it now, it could probably do all right. I'm not sure how well Guitar Smith. What was it saying? What's it called? Guitar Smith? Rocksmith. Rocksmith. And I think they were making a new one. Because I, yeah, like that was a thing that I had seen more recently, but wasn't really sure. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, it it was definitely a fad. Um, It was, because it was huge. I remember, (laughs) like, I was super You mean a cultural movement? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, like we've we've moved on, but still, I was definitely jealous of people who had a guitar. I I did eventually get Rock Band, which was so cool at the time because you you know I had all the different instruments, uh, but like, and everybody just like everybody's house I went to always had, um, Guitar Hero guitars like lying around. Perfect party game. Yeah. yeah that's that's true uh but and i guess i don't know i guess it was just a fad though it'd be hard i i could see it doing well if it came out again like it's been long enough where i think it would be kind of the the novelty of it would be cool yeah apply uh, to the next generation i yeah don't see guitar hero happening but i could see rock band happening because i think active it I, I, who made guitar hero again it was it uh 
that was Activision was definitely involved in the Beatles rock band one. Yeah, and Activision did rock band. Uh... Harmonics music systems. No, Harmonics went on to do rock band. Was Raven involved? Oh, really? Band? Okay. Microsoft, uh, Vicarious Visions. But who's the publisher? Activision. Oh, it is Activision. Act- did they do both? That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Hold on. Havoc Gibson. Neversoft, they're not around anymore, right? Red Octane and Activision. Rock Band, uh, Rock Band was not Activision. Rock Band was or, okay. Well, that is not MTV Games. Oh, that's uh, and harmonics. My bad. Weird. Weird. Okay, so yeah, so so Guitar Hero was the Activision one, and then okay, Rock okay. Band yeah, so I can see Guitar Hero coming back then. <laughs> uh, so I don't. Now sure. everyone knows "Welcome Home" by Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me see that. What the Same heck? with Slow Red. Oh, yeah. Slow oh, yeah. Another sequel that I wanted to mention was, uh, uh, you know, after 2076 tries, they finally got it right with Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, <laughs> sequel. Uh, uh, it's an well, it's an ad- adaptation of a board game, board role playing game, right? Is the yeah. original the like the cyberpunk IP is like a board game, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah, is. I think so. Uh, so, or some sort of role playing system. Yeah, uh, no, that was just a little a little number joke for you. <laughs> uh, speaking of Guitar Hero and mainstream. Uh, <laughs> big game that I don't think really impacted any of us was Modern Warfare 2. Oh, yeah. For sure. But that was just... That's true. Hey, that was the uh, the only the only Modern Warfare game I played. Oh, wow. I forgot. Yeah. I, Somebody I gave it to me in one. high school and I just, like, when Modern Warfare 3 came out. And so I, like, Modern War- everybody switched over to Modern Warfare 3 and I picked up Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> i definitely Late played at friends places but i had i hadn't played through the story myself but yeah like that's a de- i mean i know i i heard about it all the time too when i played games that were definitely influenced by it like freaking home fronts <laughs> well, modern warfare 2 really changed the I, I wonder why it was modern warfare 2 rather than the first game i didn't uh really play the first game even though i heard about it but Modern Warfare 2 is what, like, made FPSs, uh, I mean, obviously there's stuff like CSGO always, but, like, in, in the mainstream and, like, console space, uh, that's what brought, was... like, not the more realistic, like, gunplay and stuff, but specifically things like the actual rhythm of FPSs, like, the, the time to kill being really short, like, you die in, like, a couple shots versus, yeah. like, ha- Halo was a little bit more, you know, you had your regenning shields and like it wasn't like an immediate death. Oh uh, yeah. But the like, big thing with Modern Warfare 2 was the PVP was just rev- uh, I don't know if I would true. say revolutionary, but it added a lot more compared to the first one. Yeah, and like the PvE content. Yeah. This added the perks and like a ton of new guns and just you there was so much you could manipulate. That's true. Yeah, loadouts. Just love that. Yeah, it's like, oh, martyrdom. You drop a grenade when you die. Oh, commando. 
you lunge 20 feet towards a person with your knife. Oh, yeah. It, there was, it added a meta to the game, and everyone yeah. loved that. Yeah. It's just, That's like, you have to play with Commando or Martyrdom. Or whoever that mad person who's play with the nuke one, where is it, you get like 25, 20, 25 kills. Oh, they added the kill streak awards. Yeah, yeah, kill streaks. That was a interesting. Big thing. It, it yeah, added so like consideration like a, of class builds. It added like a mythos to the game because you could you could pull off like really sick stuff like that that like was really unique to the game. Uh, gave uh, some, it gave people uh, something to complain about. Like that guy <laughs> me from so far away, and everybody would complain about that. And that brought <laughs> humanity together. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like to say Modern Warfare Two was uh, the beginning of modern society. Uh, <laughs> that's so... a good, I don't exactly disagree with that in, ter- in terms of the gaming landscape, though. About like, I mean, FPSs were around before modern warfare 2 but then after that that's when we got the yearly releases of everybody mm-hmm. making an fbs like and that was like call of duty zombies and like uh, and, yeah, and it created the run and gun era of shooters yeah yeah, yeah more fast pace yeah. it's weird we should go back and play like all the ps2 like call of duties and Metal of I play. I played a lot of oh, those on Xbox 360. Like I played the like call like it's just Call of Duty two, and it's you know guys on the cover screaming at the cliffs of Normandy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going up that rope. <laughs> uh, and I mean we've we haven't even talked about. I I mean I mentioned CS:GO, but that reminded me. Uh, we haven't really touched the PC space much. Uh. Because oh. I think, and you right. haven't talked anything about Patapon. Oh. <laughs> I also haven't mentioned Patapon. Uh, the first Patapon was great. I've never played the second one. <laughs> uh, I do have a lot less experience with PC until recently. Well, the it being inferior to consoles, as I'm sure most of you would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. Really got into it. <laughs> PCs though are um things like RTSs. Uh, I'm loving and I'm loving being able to get to play older games too. Uh yeah. You finish Deus Ex One again. Deus Ex One's really good. Or play it you again played, and finish it rather. You play Deus Ex Two, right? Invisible War? Uh yeah. a little bit on Xbox. <laughs> yeah. I only that one. That one I have on original Xbox for some reason. I, I thought of a sequel that we've we've completely glossed over. A sequel that changed everything. Oh, there's like, a yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of saying this in a meme way that it. I mean, give me a genre, baby. Yeah. Of, of the the and it didn't change the industry, but it changed the franchise. All right, Jack Two. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> DJ, oh, and yeah. actually, <laughs> DJ and I were actually <laughs> talking about that before uh, before we started. Jack 2 is a wild sequel. Like, holy... It was rated T, first of all. (laughs) When the first game was rated E. Like, it was... You had guns. You had the dark eco transformation. Uh, You had the change of setting entirely. Uh, Ooh, after this. Jack says bad words. Uh, It was... 
I I and I can't say it was the wrong choice. Like it, it it feels like a like oh we need to make it edgy so it'll be popular. But it's like hey you know what it worked. Uh, yeah, it actually it was way for three. Yes, which, which I thought was much better rounded. Yes, I agree. And uh, it was such a shift in tone from one to two. One's wacky and simple, and two's like we got guns, we got racing, we got industrial complexes. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. What, what, what does Jack say in the, like the first thing? Uh, I think he's just like, I need to get the hell out of here, and it's like <gasps> he also it talks a lot more, right? He only has like three lines in the first game. I don't think he has any lines in the first. Oh, game. Is, is that uh, true? I, he might I'm not. Sure he's I thought he said something. Yeah, no, because it's specifically a thing. And two is like, oh, Jack's no longer a mute. Mm. You know, apparently it was canon that oh, he didn't weird. speak. They added his goatee also. Yeah, the goatee and long hair. Signature so sign of itch. Yeah. And you know what? I wow. can't say any of that was the wrong choice. Like, I, I feel like it... It was, it, became, it was a different game, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, and like, it, it changed it from kind of just being a collect-a-thon 3D platformer, like an action mm. 3D platformer, to just being its own thing. And I thought that was really cool. Like, I don't... I mean, Ratchet and Clank is probably the closest thing to jack like the jack 2 gameplay but it's still very different um yeah i was always uh i, I don't think i ever i didn't play any of the jack games i know jerry just finished the first jack and dexter right or something like that uh but i i did play a lot of ratchet and clank as a kid uh and that was kind of like you know you have you have coke and pepsi you have ps like playstation and xbox and then you had Ratchet and Clank and Jack. So, uh, <laughs> and, I was a Ratchet and Clank kid. Yeah, and the interesting thing is Ratchet and Clank didn't really have a drastic gameplay switch up. Uh, yeah, overall, never. Ever. I mean, I think they definitely refined it because I remember when I first I when I was a kid, I bought all three Ratchet and Clanks at GameStop at the same time so I could play through them. And I did not like one like at all i did not like i felt like the economy was off in that game i mean like i didn't know that as a kid but i felt like i never had ammo for any of my guns i feel like oh, i always yeah, was... uh had to use the uh, wrench but and that's uh, that's a good point it was the economy and i think that was because of uh, you know it stems from the politics that were in that game yeah. uh, and just they could not agree on trade routes and yeah. so ammo is just so scarce uh, oh. What are we talking about? I was watching Jack Talk. Was the Jack Talk in the first game? I don't think so. Wow. Uh, no, I, I was just I was just joking <laughs> because of uh, Justin mentioned the economy bring, being broken in the first Ratchet and Clank. Hmm. But yeah, uh, I think it's much better in the sequels, and you actually get to rely on your guns. Yeah, you get to use the guns so much. And they all had all they had all these fun wacky guns that they had that kind of became the bread and butter of the series. I did want to say that in Ratchet and Clank three, uh, the most upgraded version of the Rhino in that game was actually worse than the uh, the previous, like the one before the last. I remember it, that because yeah. it made you lock on it like an auto lock on thing for the final upgrade, uh, but it did not lock on to bosses. So you could just wow. you just couldn't use the Rhino on bosses, uh, and it was just awful. I was like, "Oh, sucks." Easily, 
my favorite combat racing game for lack of competition was uh which one jack x baby (laughs) so good you customize your cars with several different ones three three gave you a taste of it and then x was just all about it well does uh what about a rat or i'm not not ratchet um you got the two. There's the the bear and the bird, and they they go nuts or whatever. Banjo Kazooie. Yes, Banjo Kazooie, nuts and bolts. No, uh, nuts and bolts. Quite a combat racer. Though <laughs> <laughs> still a fun idea, and I did yeah, enjoy Mad the puzzles. Banjo Kazooie, nuts and bolts. <laughs> what was? As far as I'm concerned, the only game in the franchise. <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was the only one I played. So I just don't recognize the original Banjo Kazooie. Uh, uh, I played the original Banjo Kazooie recently on Switch, uh, and uh, I think I mentioned this before a long time ago about how uh, it doesn't have any of the Xbox Rare Replay improvements. So uh, oh. one of the big oh, ones on in Rare Replay is that you keep all of your notes after you die like you don't have to start over collecting notes in a level and when i was playing through the original i was just all like that's like a lame you know quality of life thing i'm not going to care about that i'll just not die and then i had like and then i had <laughs> i had 85 out of 100 notes in one level and then i died no. i'm like all right well uh. i don't play this game anymore <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, right. I'd rather not partake in this experience anymore. It was good to hear they did make some quality of life yeah. improvements, though. And they like up the res to 720p and stuff like that. Wow. Did they add Banjo oh, to nice. on Switch? No, no, yeah. Wow. Well, I don't even know how the licensing worked out for them to add it to Switch in the first place. So, uh, just because that's huh. still Microsoft's game. <laughs> like, it, um, just because it's the original doesn't change anything. Um, well, but it, it's crazy that they added that first and not like Donkey Kong 64 or Diddy Kong Racing or any of the other rare games that are more tied to Nintendo yeah. that have never been re released. Hopefully, at some point, mm-hmm. uh, that does. We've talked about a lot of the a lot of the big sequels. Uh, but moving on from that, like further into that is what are some games that haven't had sequels that you would like to see a sequel to? Mm. Andrew Kazooie Nuts and Bolts <laughs> comes to mind. I out of nowhere. D- yeah, DJ, you might be the only person who would be okay with that announcement because if I played like, nuts and bolts. Yeah, I know, I... if Microsoft said we're bringing Banjo, <laughs> the bird and the bear back for a whole new racing experience. <laughs> like, it's a very unique gameplay style. I, I, which I, you know, which I'm not arguing with. Yeah, I just, just fans. For the fans of the franchise. Exactly. Would not, yeah, would not want that, but that is fun. If you uh, like Mad Max, you'll love Banjo Nuts and Bolts too. <laughs> Even if I haven't played through it all, a second LA Noir game. I, I think can see that. Ah, yeah. Detective games. So there's the Sherlock games, but I don't think those are as well made. 
I haven't played them though, so I can't judge them too harshly. Played one. I'm gonna think like... about this question for a long time. Uh, okay. Surprisingly, the thing that came to mind first for me was uh, Tristan knows about this, but there is a little indie game on 3DS that I uh, put a lot of hours into, and I'm uh, one of the best players in the world at called Jump Trial Supreme. And, <laughs> uh, it was a 2D platformer. And it was like an obstacle course game. You just uh, you have an end goal you have to get to and you have 10 seconds to complete each stage. And so it was just like super fast, twitchy gameplay. And you had to and it was pretty easy to beat the game. But the, the, the real challenge is, is once you beat the game, you unlock uh, online rankings of the the uh, it's determined by the total amount of time uh or like of your fastest completion of every level just at all added together so mm-hmm. then it incentivizes you to go back to every single stage and just optimize it and you know make sure every run is perfect and there's like i think i'm gonna guess around 80 to 150 levels in that game like of just yeah. little little stages and like that's something that like Dude, like I've looked up the company that made that game. They like barely exist anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> like if you look up the game, there's like very little mention of it even existing. And so it's uh, that's something I uh, no, there's not enough of that of just like obstacle course games. I think those are really fun. Hmm. That is. Yeah, it's not really a genre. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty niche, but. It's sort uh, like there's a lot of those I know on like there's a lot of those kinds of I guess it's kind of closer to runner games, but a lot of those kind of things on PC. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of reminds like, me of like Flash I, games. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of Cluster Truck almost, but I guess yeah, it's a different. But Cluster Truck is almost an auto runner, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, yeah, yeah and I, I guess. Yeah, Cluster Truck, though, is like I, from when I looked at that scene of that game, it looks like kind of something that'd be right up my alley in terms of just short little yeah, pages that one you note, burst uh, through, uh, which I, I really like. Pure truck hopping skill. Yes. Uh, but I, yeah, I'd like more. But it's always like in a straight three. line, basically, that you're going. And I, I think I'd what I'm looking for is just a little more zigzaggy, at least in, in 3D, a <laughs> uh, little verticality and uh but in 2d yeah it's just either going left to right or going on springs and jumping up and avoiding spikes that's that's uh that's what i'm all about <laughs> it is it is interesting that there hasn't been something like that um so that, that that's a that's a good answer though that's definitely probably not many people what you're like ranked 16 or something no uh, i think i got to 12th in the world wow out Dang. of like 700 players or something <laughs> i've already established that i'm not going to accept uh death until i see another <laughs> uh, another alpha protocol yeah. uh, bring back alpha. i was protocol. going to bring up alpha protocol still one of my favorite obsidian games i say they use game. the same engine don't even make the game look better <laughs> yeah. well, that's, or yeah, play better. The game play. I, I, I've said it before but I'll, I'll get it on record uh, I think Alpha Protocol 
is is a four out of ten game that is just so close to being a ten out of ten. It's like <laughs> it's, it's I I love the game, but it is broken and really bad in a lot of ways. But uh, but I would love to see a sequel to Alpha Protocol. That, that's a that's a really good answer. Tristan, you and Jerry should get together you know write like a video review of that or something of, like, jerry and i we've had a lot of like hours and long discussions and it always every long discussion i have with jerry ends up talking about alpha protocol like <laughs> we, we always end up at alpha protocol it's it's a great game but but i mean definitely... you could really call it like the the best like worst game ever made like it's, yeah. it's a good video title yeah i, I <laughs> I would love to do a, a video about up and yeah, Adam, you yeah, you and protocols fascinating. I I need to replay it. It's it's been it's been a long time, but I was just amazed by that game. Good answer. Uh, good answer. A must-have sequel. I would definitely put down uh, Fracture. It's been too long. We're far past. We're way overdue for a sequel. Revolution. Can you explain what fracture is? When you see the East Coast and the West Coast go to war over resources, and you play you uh, you play as John Fracture, and your special your special ability is to drive uh, buggies and make the ground go up and down. Uh, and, and the whole game is just like you walking up to a building. Oh, there's a bunch of dirt in your way, and what do you do? Powers to lower the dirt. You pound that dirt, or or you're like walking over. Oh, that that ledge is too high up, and then you raise the dirt, and then you <laughs> jump the ledge, and it's just nothing like it had been done. Pretty revolutionary. <laughs> is this the game that was on Xbox, the 2008 game? Yes, uh, it was on 360. Oh yeah, yeah, 360. Yeah, and it was on PS3. I'm seeing. I've never heard of this. Wow, I, I doubt that. You must have repressed it in some way. It was the talk <laughs> of the town, I'm sure. The deformable terrain probably like deformed my brain so that I couldn't like remember it properly. You but probably yeah. maybe thinking of a different fracture or something. Uh, <laughs> hold on, uh, I'm, I'm reading about this. Destructoid <laughs> gave it a four out of ten. Eurogamer gave it a four out of ten. Uh, but Game Informer gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Wow. Did, did they say that it's close to being a 10 out of 10? Or that it's just a 4 out of 10? Um, <laughs> look at... Uh, My patented review problem. number. <laughs> My patented review phrase. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it was a fun so... game. Okay, so it said... The site described character Jet Brody as perhaps the single most derivative character in modern age of gaming. The direct combination of the heroes from Resistance, Mass Effect, Gears of War, to Human. If the narrative weren't so staunchly heavy-handed, I'd put my money on Brody being a literal parody of shooter genre char- uh, character tropes. Uh, Game Informer continued to see by ranking Brody first on its list of the top 10 worst character names. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, wow, I thought I didn't remember that name. Yeah, could have swore it was John. John Fracture. Yeah. 
<laughs> Moving beyond the character's name, Game Informer noted that Jet Brody is a detailed character but ends up looking like an Unreal at reject. <laughs> yeah, Unreal is a, <laughs> a game. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Jet Brody is a pretty sweet name, gotta admit. Uh, I'm gonna start using that more. Jet is, Brody. Is he, I'm, I'm gonna look over the next mic. What a silly reference. That if, no I swear, one would if he get. just, oh my god, if he just looks like Cole McGrath, oh my god, he just looks like Cole McGrath. He does, yeah. <laughs> He's another one of like the shit, the buzz cut. Yeah. Guys. Look up Balder from Too Human. Yes, so. do. <laughs> do that. DJ, you're gonna like this. Uh, you're gonna like this though. So the developer of Fracture was Day One Studios, <laughs> who also did uh, the who did Fear oh. and Fear ah. Three, and they also did Mech Assault and Mech Assault Two. I uh, wish that I could. I, I know that me. that I know that like like as far as sequels go, Three is a really interesting case and in departure from the previous game, but I. I haven't played it myself, so I can't speak to it. But I know yeah. it changes. Like you have like co-op, you have online, or you have like story co-op. You're oh, like fun. a guy and his demon brother, or something. You're like, like yeah. in a uh, in a Beyond Two Souls type of way. I d I think they're separate entities. I I'm not. I hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have all the. I don't. The first end experience to talk about it, but yeah, I only play a little bit of the first game. Yeah, but I've played a little bit of the first fear, and then uh, is it Mecha Soul? Oh, dude, Mecha Soul. Actually, now I'm looking at this. This is a I played this game on Xbox, the original Xbox, yeah, original Xbox. Uh, uh, I was I was too smooth brained back in my youth, but it was a cool idea, and I got to stop around as a robot. Never yeah, yeah. It, was uh, it is tanky control, so it's like it's always pretty tough, I think, to learn those, especially the armored core games. Uh, I specifically recall renting the game from Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Yes, me too. That's what it... uh, I did want to say yeah. a good game that deserves a sequel is Metal Arms Glitch in the System, which is a. You didn't like the I thought what? Arms was the sequel. Oh, Arms! Yeah. Oh, dude, completely different. All right, dude. So, Metal Arms is a third-person shooter for PS2 that uh, you just played as a robot guy. His name's Glitch, and then <laughs> this uh, is sounding an awful lot like Wreck-It Ralph. It is a lot like Wreck-It Ralph. If uh, it took place in like an abandoned wasteland, and everybody's a robot, <laughs> and there's like evil robots, and the good robot has a gun, so he has to go and, and shoot all the evil robots. Nice. Um, uh, how did you play this game? What? <laughs> uh, it was it was g given to me by somebody. I uh, I mean, I don't know if we should mention names uh, on this. So, but if someone I went to school out. with, let me borrow it. Oh, okay. Oh, that would be funny too. And I never gave it back. But when is the sequel to? Uh, I believe it was called Red Steel coming out. Red Steel wasn't 2? there a sequel? Yeah, there, yeah, there was Steel a sequel. Oh, a... did it come yeah, out uh, for the next generation? <laughs> uh, it, was... it came out for Wii. What yeah. was the first one? Also Wii. Yeah. Wasn't it like a yeah. launch title? 
Uh, I would assume so because it, it was very early. Yeah, because the whole thing was that it. Uh, they should have made Red Steel three for Switch. That's a let, let me see. Okay, yeah, it That's was game. Really, I was really saw the title. trailer and it looked cool. Whoa, there's a. Hold on, this is an article from like. When was this from? Posted twelve years ago. Rumor Red Steel 3 confirmed by Mag uses Vitality Sensor, whatever that is. Oh, support for the lead. oh, what a deep cut that is. Uh, <laughs> if that's what I'm thinking about, uh, if I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look this up. To, okay. Is that like peripheral? Is that a, yeah, I, I think it peripheral is. tech yeah. at the time. I'm pretty sure it is, yes. The Wii Vitality Sensor is a canceled accessory for the Wii announced in E3 2009. <laughs> like they had no idea, like there, it is not known how it would be integrated into video games. It is just like a little heartbeat monitor that you put on your finger that wow. plugs into the Wii remote. But uh, I'm pretty sure it was just uh, it was announced and then never mentioned again. <laughs> like still waiting. Uh, where is it, Nintendo? Speaking of which, games that have been announced and uh, never mentioned. Diablo uh, Immortal. When's yes. it coming? We have phones, Blizzard. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, My phone right here. There are things that have been announced that I usually would say, like Alan Wake or Wolf Among Us. Oh, yeah. But they have been announced, so. Yeah, like those That's are coming. Cool. That would, Those uh, are good ones. Definitely Alan Star Wake. Star Wars. Kind of. Star Wars The Old Republic has kind of filled the void of KOTOR 3 for me, although KOTOR 2 is kind of an incomplete game. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, you know they're remaking KOTOR, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. For PS5. And and so I don't know. I mean, there's been like no details, I think, about the game's development, but I think people are hoping that they complete KOTOR 2's story. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. Wait, what were you saying, though, Justin? Uh, I was going to say, guys. I'm hmm. still waiting for Pokemon Sleep to come out. Uh, Pokemon Sleep is a Pokemon game for Android and iOS that tracks <laughs> the amount of time a user sleeps for ah, and then does gameplay. It, 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 it does something. That's all we know. It's a sleep. <laughs> it's something about your, related to your sleep. It was announced May 28th to 2019 planned for a 2020 release uh and they've they've literally not said uh anything about it since the day it was released wow that's or a... since, since the day it was announced yeah uh-huh that's <laughs> any day now yeah and it, it was like when they announced it it was all like what what even is this like what do you mean it's like a sleep game <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know that's probably why they forgot they were making it yeah, <laughs> play it in your dreams. You're like, uh, oh, that's a good one. I... On a more yeah. serious note, I'd probably say the Mad Max game. Mm. Uh, yeah, which I really enjoyed. It didn't really set itself up for a sequel, but I think they should ignore nah. that and make one anyway. Like yeah, something should... in its vein, at least. I think the, I... the idea of Mad Max, you could just always do a sequel. Like, yeah. But you can only have him lose his car and start from scratch so many times, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which they, that's why he's mad. Which they probably just lead to do. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in the sequel, you could just straight up destroy it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a game. I thought the first one was, or first one, but the game was a little bit simple and they could add a lot more to it. But it, uh, it's one of the few games that has vehicle combat and you just don't see that a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of, my, one of my favorite, like, personal character progression systems, like, aesthetically and kind of gameplay mechanically, too. I love how you just start with nothing, an empty shotgun, one shiv that will break, and then later you can have, like, you have, like, these gloves that are just full of wrenches and lug nuts on, and you have, and you have a loaded shotgun and three shivs. <laughs> you know, it's just so, like, disparate that it makes it kind of impactful later, but... I'm sure yeah. it's kind of a struggle to play through too. And with Arkham style combat, it was really fun. Yeah, I'd love to see a game as long as or along with another a sequel to Fury Road. I just surprised that it did not make another one. Very interesting narrative for that game too, where it's it mentions things that are canon within the films and like characters that show up in Fury Road. Yeah. It's not necessarily canon to that film. But like characters that straight up show up are just like they're related to this person. This is the son of Chrome Dome or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it is like in that universe, or at least heavily inspired by, because it is all the Chrome yeah. guy, Chrome boy, War Boys. Uh, that'd be yeah. a good game. Uh, a lesser known title that I would love to see. Would be wet. That is wet too. Wetter. Wetter. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have heard of the title. I have not. It is. Ooh. I always compare it to Bayonetta. I have never played Bayonetta, so I can't make that comparison. Well, is it similar? <laughs> is it similar it, to Devil May Cry? Uh, I've only played an old Devil May Cry. A little it's bit. A- it's more parkour. Every it's very each of the levels are stylized, like uh, yeah, there's a level where there's everything's a... just black and white, like or all the mm. characters are silhouettes, and every time you shoot, it's like extra flashy. There's every level has different rock music, you like swing on stuff, shoot things. There's a lot of like grindhouse air. film inspiration and like film grain popping over the screen. Mm. Uh, you have two. You typically have two revolvers and a blade that you switch between. So it's like kind of fast-paced third-person run-and-gun combat. Yeah, that four-core. Eliza Dushku, I believe. <laughs> oh, and only only three three hours and forty minutes to play through the whole game. Faith from Buffy. Yeah, one of the few games with like a female protagonist too, especially for its time. And I uh, just feel yes, like it went really underappreciated. Oh, it's got what the classic it? fall out of played uh, level. Everybody fall to the ground. Oh, oh yeah! It's just over the top action, amazing soundtrack. Oh, she has a sword. She has a katana on her back. <laughs> Wet work. And which game was this? Wet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing you. I remember seeing you play that. 
Oh, you know what? If Jerry, yeah, I'm gonna say Jerry's uh, answer because he's not okay. here. <laughs> Robot <laughs> Alchemic Drive, Rad, yeah, Rad, yeah, Rad Two. He's always, Rad he's always talking about that game. Uh, well, I'm watching wet gameplay. I might have to play it again, guys. <laughs> oh no, we could do an episode about that. We we could. We could do a uh, playthrough of that. What? Oh, no. <laughs> He's sliding down the ladder with her legs shooting down. <laughs> it's uh, while slow mo, of course. Uh, of course. It's just slow mo legs the sides of the ladder sliding down upside down. <laughs> That's great. It's so good. Oh, you got the classic knee slide into slow-mo. I remember doing that. Very stranglehold. Dive into slow-mo. Yeah, action-heavy bullet time. Uh, I don't know when we're going to get a sequel to <clears throat> Buck Bumble on Nintendo 60, from Nintendo 64. <laughs> uh, Buck Bumble had one of the best menu songs ever. Uh, I, wasn't I, I a wasn't uh, Bug Snacks like inspired by a spiritual sequel? That's got to be a spiritual. Se- I haven't played it, but I would imagine since they both have bugs involved, that it is yeah. uh, definitely an homage to Buck Bumble. Definitely the connection <laughs> I made. Yeah, uh, I I don't think Bug Snacks is influenced by any other game. Uh, <laughs> just Buck Bumble. Uh, when are we don't getting... know how they hmm? oh, no. when are we getting the next uh Glover? Yes. <laughs> oh, Glover. Uh, I thought I just saw something about Glover recently. It was released Either... on Steam and GOG. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. That was it. Okay, yeah. Glover was regaining traction and popularity. Yeah. It's gonna take the world by storm again. Uh once again it'll be on top. Uh, really disappointed we never got Glover in Smash. Uh, <laughs> oh, so okay, so no, okay, so not just a port; it's a like a from the ground up kind of uh, like I don't want to say remake, but I guess remaster of Glover using the original game source code. Oh, so that's coming out. That came out yesterday. Oh. That's cool. Uh, so that's everybody listening at home. That would be uh, on April 20th. So oh, you should be just in time to go. Glover uh, Day. Glover Day. Oh, wait. That was yesterday. Yeah, yeah it's the, the sex number. <laughs> Man, also, I'm disappointed. This is not video game related, but that. Well, this is was... a video game podcast, Adam. I think you need to take your comment elsewhere. Yeah, well, I have to do with the big game. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. Just, just delete this. Uh, crazy. There's never a celebrity death match uh, with Glover against the Hamburger Helper mascot. That's a good point. There's a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Even relevant. That's a good point. I'll, I'll leave that. Uh, it was a little before the times. The Did they ever have like, mascots on celebrity death match? They had a lot of things in Celebrity Deathmatch. It wouldn't, be, it, it, it wouldn't have been a stretch. It wouldn't have been a stretch. Uh, 
I, I'm trying to think, though. I, I don't know. I guess there's not that many, like, in, in terms of games that I'd really like to see. Like, Alpha Protocol, definitely. Uh, and then, like, some old RPGs I've played. I mean, I would obviously like to see another Mother game, but... Uh, Star Wars like... Republic Commando 2. Mm-hmm. That'd be an interesting one. The first one's on a cliffhanger. Bad batch. Does it end on a cliffhanger? Yeah. It'd be oh, really well. funny if they just pick it up like right where it left off. I, to be fair, I know there are novels, so maybe that's been wrapped up now, and that's like what they're going with. Um, but yeah, that's funny. Like Bad Batch is just kind of the same ideal concept, but working mm-hmm. into bigger canon. It's funny. Uh, Golden Sun had a sequel on the so there was Golden Sun and there was Golden Sun Dark Dawn on or well I hold on let me double check I know that the sequel to the first Golden Sun was also on the Game Boy Advance and they uh, they were two parts of one story but then they released uh, Dark Dawn which was on the DS and it ends on a crazy cliffhanger I mean, not crazy. The game wasn't that good, but like <laughs> cra- crazy in terms of what the plot was happening. It was like, oh, this big deal happening, uh, and then it just it did not do well, and so I don't think it'll ever get a sequel. But uh, it would be would be cool to get another Golden Sun game. I don't love Golden Sun, but nothing else really does like the the RPG and puzzling that it did. It's very hmm. unique, and uh, and I I think it'd be interesting to. To get another one, I think people there's a lot of really hardcore fans of it, and uh, I think it's a game that deserves a sequel. Hmm. Cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess... company that made wet has quite the resume. <laughs> Is that so? Mostly Disney games. Oh, <laughs> Smurf Racer, Ice Age, Scooby Doo, nah, Impossible, Chicken Little, whatever. Look at Glover. Uh, PS1 port of Glover apparently is super bad. Just uh, it got a 2.6 out of 10 by IGN. Jeez. Just said the game lost its soul in the port from N64. <laughs> That's interesting. That is uh that's unfortunate. I I only played the the sixty four version, so I didn't know that. I, uh, but I I think we've we're about at the two hour mark. Uh, we we got a lot. Uh, we covered a lot, and uh, I'd like to mention the existence of a game that wildly shifts in tone. Go ahead, Prince of Persia, Warrior Within. <laughs> is that? Where does that come in before? Like, uh, like Sands of Time is like the only Prince of Persia game that I remember. Where does where does that? Happen? So the so the three D version console release of Sands of Time, uh, had what the lead up sequel was the Warrior Within. Mm. Now, if you want to look up the two covers side by side, like I don't the know. Edge Lord Within. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Because you you guys were mentioning um was it the Jack games earlier. Yeah. yeah. And I was I was thinking about this, such a shift in tone, like 
his his blood on his on like the two swords and stuff. Yeah, it's rated it's... M instead of T now. It opens wow. with your crew being attacked by a mostly naked uh demonic woman with yeah, like on uh, a pirate ship. Just, yeah. Like a succubus on... at the helm. <laughs> yeah. That just yeah, they just come and attack you and it's just and like there's gory, like finishing glory kills and moves and things like that. And I just wanted to mention that real quick. Where would where did that come out in terms uh in relation to God of War? That sounds like it's very That's a great question. That might be pretty Ooh. that might be pretty relevant, which is interesting because then in the in the sequel to Warrior Within, another tone change and they kind of went back from it. They kind of it wasn't as like violent even though having like this half demon within the prince, but he returns and it's like a total shift and like kind of narrative change. Um when they return to like the mainland or whatever, which it undergoes again in the fourth or fifth one, just called Prince of Persia, and it is right. just a different game, <laughs> barely related. You're, you could just was that just time. a was that just a reboot title? They might have been trying to reboot the franchise. I don't recall it ever uh, talking about the previous iterations of the game. Hmm. So, uh, I I do want to mention this because it's just pretty. This is pretty interesting. Uh, so, Warrior Within is two thousand four, and mm. uh, God of War was two thousand five. Mm. Wow. So, wow! So, if anything, God of War was was biting off of uh, for, for the and e- and even in that part of the process, like oh, I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna say Prince of Persia two was so edgy because of God of War. M. No, well, that's why they changed to M. Well, that's the that's the thing is I I figured it was like after God of War. If it had out, come before, and... they could have been clearly influenced. But, yeah, but unless no, it was Persia was first, unless you consider Insider, because like things like that happen a lot, where conversations just kind of end up being games at like mm-hmm. different companies, and you're just like, yeah, my company we're on this or whatever, and it's like, yeah, mine too, but they might not make it because what any number of reasons. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the story is behind that, but that's, that would be uh, the clear one-to-one influence. But yeah, I would have, I would have definitely thought because God of War really ushered in that like era of like the the rated M and there's glorifying all the blood and violence. Yeah, helping uh, the Ninja Gaiden 3D bed. games. Yeah, what was mm-hmm. there? There was always that like. They had to move something in their bedroom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, a lot of things get knocked over. Uh, it was really That's confusing. Time event in video games. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Did no, that. that's funny. Uh, but with that, I think we'll pretty much wrap up this episode. Uh, I'll start talking everybody, about the games. Oh. If you wanna, oh, uh, okay. So DJ left. Uh, everybody else, if you want to make your oh, all right, I came back. <laughs> it was unceremonious. All just leave. That would be pretty good. I but I want I want to give everybody a chance to talk about their own projects. Uh, and shout the channels. Shout, shout yourselves out. Uh, you know, social media and all that. Uh, Justin, do you have yeah, anything? You guys could follow me at uh, Twitter 
at Justin K Brown VO, and uh, I occasionally stream Fire Emblem on uh, B Flat Collins channel. So I think it's B Flat underscore Colin. Uh, you could uh, see me there live. All right, thank you, Justin. Uh, and then uh, DJ, you got anything in the works? Yeah. Dozen, dozens of videos coming to Echo Echo Adventures. Oh no, sorry, sorry, this old title. Uh, Fire Team Echo on YouTube. Uh, a, a lot of working projects. Uh, give it a few weeks. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter. I don't post anything. Uh, just, 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 just stand by. You know, that's all I have to say. Stand by. Stand by for more. Stand by is, for more great content from DJ. What was what that? was that? Uh, presidential quote uh, like "Stand back and stand by." Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite presidents. Oh god! Wait, wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it's yeah, I, way I, I, I think you, I think you got it. <laughs> uh, Dustin, what about you? I have no projects to endorse, but thank you for asking. And and, uh, and I know Adam actually does have have one. Uh, oh no! I think Justin said it all. What? You're not gonna endorse what? your my, my website, Twitter? Adam? I, <laughs> Adam, I know oh. you have that. That's Adam for has, use. That's that's true. That's all right. Why that's would fun. you make <laughs> <laughs> every every day he tests us? Uh, <laughs> Adam has a private pizza blog that is uh, you're not allowed. That to is see. on op- on public domain. Yes. <laughs> oh. He's privately reviewing pizzas, uh, and so if you if you want to know more about that, that's too bad. No, you we have to tell people not to go to that. It's a private website. Please do not it's, search for this. It's public viewing of private occurrences. <laughs> and then, uh, and then for me, you know, we're the three guys, uh, three guys and their opinions. That's our podcast. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, we don't have a Twitter. We're not up on Spotify yet, but hopefully soon. Uh, and then my my Twitter is just Tristan Bellamy, uh, and you know I've got other things that I'm working on, but right now right now we're just focusing on this. I uh, haven't thought of a topic for next episode, but you know we'll we'll give it some thought. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is your captain speaking. I uh, I love you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>